The chorus often doesn't seem to be the most relatable thing for audiences. I think theatre makers and theatre goers are really, really aware of that. It's kind of often talked about as a problem. And I think the chorus is really challenging to contemporary audiences, but not challenging in a, oh, it's really difficult, we can't, we can't handle it way. Challenging in a way that kind of prompts us to get involved in the action, get invested, start bringing what we, we already have in our lives to the tragedy. One of the things that they do all the time is um, they talk about different places and different times. So the chorus in a way acts as a kind of window into other worlds. And if you think about the ancient theatre when you didn't have elaborate scenery, you couldn't do set changes, you just had a stage, people and an audience. It's really, really important to be able to say, and now we're going to go back in time a little bit. So if we think about Women of Troy. There we have a chorus quite early on in the play where they talk about what was happening just before uh, the Trojan horse got wheeled in and the whole city was sacked. And they're remembering the wonderful times they had, how they thought the war was over, they were celebrating, they were dancing. The ancient Greeks combined spoken text with sung text and dance. So I wanted, in conceiving our chorus, to honour that and to have as many of those ingredients as possible. So of course they have the spoken text, which they deliver directly to the audience in the Littleton, but also they do dancing. In this production, we're using dance without the men. So by putting their arms up and the women dancing, it reminds the audience of the absent men who've been killed in the conflict. The challenge is finding a new language for the chorus. And um, because of course at the time, what happened is the chorus would have about, you know, this was, a, this was an oral. Um, culture. So you, so groups of women would all know these songs. Um, obviously the chorus in the original productions would have sung, but we're working with um, Will and Alison from Goldfrap who are creating a new choral score for the production. And so they're going to be working with our female chorus of 13 performers to get this very kind of strong um, ethereal sound through the production. In the Antigone, we had a chorus that was really, really definitely made into a group of individuals where people had their own individual roles, they had their own individual identities, they spoke as individuals. They also found that actually within a sort of choral ode, a particular piece of choral text, you had almost a conversation going on, you had differing opinions coming out. And so, in a way, the unity um, of the chorus was, was exploded in that production and it had a really, really powerful effect. So we knew that we were going to make the chorus um, a gang of men, individual personalities that um, a modern audience could more readily understand, easier to understand ten individuals and ten people operating as a pack all the time, who were running one of these secret underground they're called continuance of government facilities, is the posh phrase for them. So it was quite fun working out what the status of those ten men might be, how they might interact with each other, and then to use that as a way of starting to carve up the lines, who has a low status line, who has a high status line. One of the things I think um, allows audiences to interact with a chorus is that often their identity will be based on a kind of stereotype. 
So uh, in Women of Troy, we have sort of slightly um, upper class women who up until now have had like a very, very nice life. Um, suddenly they're in this awful, awful situation where they've lost everything and they're just not entirely sure how to deal with it. Um, all of the chorus members in that, in that production of Katie Mitchell's were all sort of very, very nervy and kind of unsure about how to handle things. They have their handbags and sort of that was sort of their mainstay. So that's a stereotype immediately we kind of understand. In the Medea, we have a different kind of stereotype of the bridesmaid. And it's a sort of role that they slowly, slowly take on. It's a really interesting kind of plot arc that the chorus in Medea have in Carrie Cracknell's production, where they come on sort of individually costumed and all very interested. They are a unit, but they have, they have some distinction. And then slowly they get kind of absorbed into this um, bridesmaids from hell sort of costuming and at the end they're all there as a sort of one um, unit.